الحمد لله الذي سهل لعباده المؤمنين إلى مراضه سبيلا وأوضح لهم طريق الهداية وجعل الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم عليها دليلا واتخذهم عبادا له فأقروا له بالعبودية ولم يتخذوا من دونه وكيلا وكتب في قلوبهم الإيمان وأيدهم بروح من لما رضوا بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا وبمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نبيا ورسولا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له تعالى وتقدس أن يكون له شهيب شبيها أو مثيلا وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بلغ الرسالة وأبد ربه حتى أتاه اليقين وتبدل عليه تبتيلا صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين آمنوا به وبالنور الذي أنزل معه وما بدلوا تبديلا أما بعد أيها المؤمنون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى فإنكم بتكوى مكلفون وأطيعوا الله والرسول لعلكم ترحمون وعليكم بصدق مع الله في الأقوال والأفعال والأحوال لعلكم تفلحون Auslays of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And after passing salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayh And passing salutations upon his family, upon his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as everything in life and everyone in your life, they have certain rights over you. Whether it is a father and his children to his spouse, to his parents, etc. Whether it is a teacher to their students or the students to the teacher. But know that everyone, they have certain rights over others. And today, inshallah, we will be looking at the rights of the greatest of creation, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. And the rights that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has on us as an ummah. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, لِتُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَتُعَزِّرُوهُ وَتُوَقِّرُوهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that in order that you, O human beings, in order that you, O mankind, O Muslimun, that you may believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that you may believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
وَتُعَزِّرُوهُ And that you honor the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that you support Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that you assist Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and if one looks at the start of this verse then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says لِتُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ and this lam is a lamul amr this is a lam of command so Allah is not saying that you must honor or you must do this. Allah is commanding. So Allah is commanding each and every slave of his. Whether he is old, whether he is young, whether he is a male, whether he is a female. Each and every slave of Allah Azza wa Jal, he needs to do what? He needs to honor Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He needs to assist Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we'll come to this a bit later. So Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that you need to honor and assist the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And like the likes of Ibn Taymiyyah rahimallahu ta'ala, Ibn Hajr and others as well as Ibn Jarir al-Tabri, they all basically give the same explanation to this verse. And they say that it is to have ihtiram. For the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And to have kara. To honor him. To show that you honor him. It is to revere Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it is to show greatness to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we look at today's talk. Then we will focus on the main thing. And this is Mahabbatun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is loving the messenger, peace be upon him. And how do we love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Because many people, they claim to love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and no one denies this. That there is not a single mu'min, there is not a single Muslim on the face of the earth that does not love the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions and he says قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبَنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالُكُمْ تَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا وَأَحَبُّ not what? أحب إليكم من الله ورسوله وجهاد في سبيله فتربصوا حتى يأتي الله بأمر والله لا يهدي القوم الفاسقين. So yeah, Allah subhanahu wa taala he mentions and he says that say. So this sentence you're going to have what is known as a shart and a jawab shart. There's going to be a whole long list of things. And then the answer. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the meaning of where he says that say if your fathers, your sons, your brothers, your wives, your kindred, the wealth that you have gained, the wealth yani, that you have amassed, the commerce in which you fear a loss, right? Your trade, and this is trade, 
trade goes up one day, trade comes down the next day. And people generally, they fear. Oh, I've earned so much, millions for the month, and for the next five months I've lost. And then the verse carries on. And your dwellings, your masakin, your houses, your homes, your farms, that gives you delight. Because generally you have a house, you have a beautiful house, you built a beautiful house. It brings a certain form of happiness to you, a certain form of delight. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these eight categories, if they are dearer to you than Allah and His Messenger, and striving in the path of Allah, and fighting jihad in the path of Allah, then wait until Allah brings about His decision, yani His torment. And Allah guides not the people who are al-fasikun, those that are rebellious and disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we look at this verse, then we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions things that are very dear to us. A father, parents, a child, family, wealth, homes, etc. And this is usually dear to us. We usually cling to these things. We usually love these things. But Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that your love needs to be for who? Your love needs to be for Allah and for His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, above all of these things. And if we look at the next hadith, and it puts this ayah into context. ثبت في الصحيح أن صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he says that none of you would truly attain iman, none of you would truly believe, حتى until I become more beloved to you. The Prophet وسلم, is saying that none of us will have true Iman. No matter how long my beard is, no matter how short my thawb is, no matter how much salah I make, no matter how much zakah I give. But if the Prophet وسلم, is not more beloved to me than my family, than my parents and my children, and the whole of mankind, then I've not achieved. So, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you look at this verse and you look at the hadith. I bring another hadith forward. And this hadith has to do with the second khalifa of Islam, Amirul Mu'mineen, Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu an. And we all know who Umar radiyallahu an was. Right, Umar was Umar. When it was the call to go out, then Umar was the first. When someone challenged Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa then Umar radiallahu an would ask, must I chop off his neck? So this was the caliber of Umar radiallahu an. And this hadith is found, وَثَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحِ عَنْ عُمَرِ بْنِ خَطَّابِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ أَنَّهُ قَالِ النَّبِي sallallahu alayhi wa sallam يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ so Umar radiallahu anhu, he says, O Messenger of Allah, he says, O Messenger of Allah, 
لأنت أحب إلي من كل شيء إلا من نفسي سبحان الله. So this was Umar. He says, O oh Rasulullah, he says that you are the most beloved to me except myself. So he says everything. Right? You, I love you more than I love my family, than I love my children, than I love my wealth, than I love this dunya, everything except myself. Meaning I love myself more than what I love you. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said, لَا وَالَّذِي نَفْسِ بِيَدِهِ حَتَّى أَكُونَ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكَ مِن نَفْسِكَ So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he says, now he speaks back to Umar, and he says, no Umar, by him in whose hand is my soul, who rests my soul, you will not have complete faith until I am more dearer to you than yourself. فَقَالَ لَهُ عُمَرَ So Umar replies to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says فَإِنَّهُ الْآنَ So he says for indeed now وَاللَّهِ لَأَنْتَ أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِنْ نَفْسِ So he says الْآنَ He says now O Messenger of Allah you have become more beloved to me than my own self. So Umar, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَلْآنَ يَا عُمَر He says, now, O Umar, you have believed. Now, O Umar, you have true iman. So here we see the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We see two ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he shows us and teaches us that loving Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should be our priority over everything else. My beloved brothers in Islam, if we really want to go and realize and look at the reality, if we want to see the haqiqah of love to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we need to go to the people that surrounded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to go look at the books of Seerah. We need to go look at the books of Tarikh, the books of history. Because this will show us the true love that the companions had for the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And وَكَانَ إِذَا تَحَدَّثَ إِلَيْهِمْ That when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he spoke to the companions, كَأَنَّمَا عَلَى رُؤُوسِهِمْ طَيْرٍ It was as if there was birds sitting on their heads. Meaning they sat so quietly, they sat so attentively, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke to them. And this in itself is a lesson. This in itself shows us and teaches us how the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam actually listened and they paid attention to his speech. And like I mentioned, we need to go back to the friends of Rasulullah, to his companions. We need to see how they acted, 
how they interacted with the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma jaa fi sahih al-bukhari fi qissati urwa ibn mas'ud al-thaqafi indama awfada qawm so if we go to bukhari there is a story a narration from urwa ibn mas'ud al-thaqafi he says that my tribe and my group of people my people they sent me to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to have some type of negotiation so he says and he describes faqala fi wasfi ashab an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so now he describes the companions of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he returned back to his people and he takes a qasam and he says wallahi laqad wafattu ala al-muluk he says that i visited and i went to kings wa wafattu ala qaisar wa kisra wa najashi and i was sent to qaisar i was sent to kisra and i was sent to najashi these were the leaders of the time these were the great leaders but he says wallahi takes a qasam by allah again in ra'aytu i did not see or ma ra'aytu but i did not see malikan qattun i did not see a king yu'azzimuhu ashabuhu that how honored his companions honored him like how i saw the companions of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam honor him so this shows us again the love and the respect that the companions had for rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who defended muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in uhud who stood in front of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he lost his arm these were his companions that they lost their teeth these were his companions who laid in his bed when he made hijra it was ali radiyallahu anhu and there are numerous and numerous stories of the companions of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that they were willing to give up their lives and this is why in many narrations you will find that when they speak to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam what do they say bi abi wa ummi May my father and my mother be sacrificed for you, O Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I narrate to you another story. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Munafiqun, He says, يَقُولُونَ And they the munafiqun, they say, لَإِنْ رَجَعْنَا إِلَى الْمَدِينَةِ That if we return, to al-madina meaning to madina to munawara la yukhrijanna then we will take them out la yukhrijanna al-a'azu minha al-adhal so this verse has to do with the ra'is of the munafiqun abdullah ibn ubay ibn salun So what the munafiqun are saying that when the Muslims return, 
Then Abdullah ibn Ubay as-Salul will expel the meaner ones of them. Right? Degrading the Muslims. But as we know, Allah Azza wa Jal, who does He give Izzah to? He gives Izzah to the Mu'minun. So if we look at this verse, we see that this is what the Munafiqun, they were saying. But now one needs to realize that Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul's son was a Muslim. So he was a Mu'min. And the story is quite lengthy, so cut a long story short. Basically, when this news came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he approached the son of Abdullah ibn Ubay as-Salul. So he asked him that this, and he told him, he phoned him, this is what your father is up to, this is what your father wants to do. So what usually happens with a son when you speak about his father or you speak against his father? He tends to take the father's part. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam huwa awlami. That he was more beloved, he was more honored than this Ra'is of the Munafiqun. So he waited for his father at the gates of Medina with his safe, with his sword. Ready. That if he speaks ill of the Messenger of Allah, if he orders people to do certain things against the Messenger of Allah, then he would react. And this again shows us and teaches us the love and the true love that they had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In another hadith to show how the companions revered the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith is found in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. It's a very long hadith I just took taken a portion from this hadith. So the narrator of the hadith, he says, And then no one as dear to me than the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And none was more sublime in my eyes than him. Never could I speak, pluck courage to catch a full glimpse of his face. Due to its splendor. So if I'm asked to describe the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's features, I cannot do that, for I have not eyed him fully. So this was the companions, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them. Abdullah ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. And there's a famous narration that one night he came into the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was making qiyamul layl. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is making qiyamul layl. And Ibn Abbas joins him. But where does he stand? On his left. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pulls him in the salah and he comes to the right hand side of the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now there's another narration that explains something further. And this is in the Musnad of Ahmad. Same story, but Abdullah ibn Abbas, he says that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa moved me to the right, 
I stood a bit back from the messenger. So I never stood exactly next to him. When the salah was finished, the Prophet wasallam asked him, why did you not stand next to me? His reply to the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was, basically that you are so great, you are the Rasul of Allah, how can I stand next to you? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he then made dua for him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him knowledge and faham and understanding. So here we see that if we look at an, another verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where he mentions in Surah Hujarat, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi. Oh, you who believe, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, raise not your voices above the voice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if we look at the sabab al-nuzul of this ayah, then you will see under the tafsir, Thabit ibn Qais, he confined himself in his house and he said, I am of one of those who are destined to the fire of Jahannam. He says, I am of those who are destined to the fire of Jahannam. And he deliberately avoided coming to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he asked Mu'adh radiallahu an about him, that how is Thabit? Has Thabit fall in? Where is Thabit? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in this, he asked Sa'ad ibn as well. So Sa'ad answered and he said that he is my neighbor, but I do not know of any illness. So this in itself shows us two lessons. That the companions, they would meet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam on a daily basis and most of the time in the masjid for salah. And where does most of these things happen? This is an important lesson for all of us. It happens in the masjid. So for example, you come to the masjid, you make salah. You will ask the brothers how you will find out that this uncle is sick and that puta is not well and this person is going through some difficulty. But if you don't come to the masjid, then you won't know. And another example, if someone, you a regular person in the masjid, what happens? If the imam or the people, your brothers do not see you for a while, they will ask, but where is Fulan? Why isn't Fulan here? And this is exactly what happened. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa wants to know where is Thabit ibn Qais? Where is he? And his neighbor says, but I don't know that he is ill. So Sa'ad came to Thabit and he conveyed the message from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thabit replies and he says, this verse was revealed and you are well aware of the fact that amongst all of you, mine is the loudest voice. He speaks loud. He did not speak louder than the messenger, meaning he did not give his opinion. He just has a loud voice. So he says that I am one of those who are destined to the fire. Sa'ad informed the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the opposite. That Thabit is the dwellers of Jannah. So imagine, O brothers of Allah, 
O slaves of Allah. Imagine. This is just speaking louder than the messenger. What about putting your opinion above the opinion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? أقول هذا قول واستغفر الله لي ولكم ورسائل المسلمين كل ذم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله العظيم الإحسان واسع فضل والجود والامتنان وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله عز وجل أو سليز الله سبحانه وتعالى as was mentioned in the first khutbah we discussed and we looked at the love that the companions had for Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم and of the love that we can have for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is by following the teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and by not innovating into this deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We have reached a new Islamic month and during this month we find that there are many ghurafat, there are many innovations, there are many things that are not found in the practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's life, not in the lives of the companions and of the Salaf salih And of the main events that takes place during this month, this is known as Mawlutun Nabawi or Miladu Sharif. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us that this is an innovation that has, was not practiced about for the first six or seven hundred years in Islam. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that do not fall into these deviant practices. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that do not follow these deviancies. And Aisha radiallahu anha, she narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that whomsoever innovates or introduces something into this matter of ours, into this religion of ours, which is not part of it, it will be rejected. وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على محمد بن عبد الله كما 